Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are on the Live Model Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, those of you watching on social media, thank you so much. For those of you that are wanting to experience this on the big screen, uh, just go to Roku or Amazon Fire. Look for the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. You'll find us there. You can also download the E360 app on your smart TVs and find us on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire. So thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm excited about this guest. Our next guest is awesome. I'm gonna, before I tell you a little bit about her, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about me. Um, in my history, so our guest has, uh, she's created a dating app and it's not your typical dating app. But before I tell you about that, I'm actually gonna really let her tell you about that. Uh, this is a subject for me that I, I love. Um, not only have I wanted to create my own dating app because I figured that I'm an expert at it, uh, because I've spent most of my life uh, since the technology came out on apps, and uh, like a lot of them, but not just regular, but any app, dating apps, sex apps, all of them. Um, part of what fueled and part of the habit I had as a chem sex addict was I was on apps, hookup apps, apps that I could find drugs, apps that I could date. And then, of course, I had my you know, own experience with I don't even, I should have like created a nickname around what I was with Match, but literally when Match.com, I first got on there the, the, the very first time, it was after my first divorce, I was a serial dater. I mean, I was going out on dates with every kind of person you could imagine because I was like, well, I really suck at picking, so now I'm just going to go out with anyone that seems interesting and not really have much of a, uh, else attached to it. Well... I kept a journal during that entire year of doing that, and that was enough probably to get me sued. So I never did what I planned on doing with that journal. That said, uh, dating apps have been something that has been very, very convenient. It has helped what fed, it's been a part of what fed my addiction. It's also allowed me to make some really amazing friends. Um, you know, before the swiping left and swiping right and all that stuff came about, there were other apps, and I was a part of all of them. And I see how they fit into to society. I see their value. But for me, even using things like Christian Mingle, it basically became adult friend finder. And if you're not familiar with that, don't look it up. I'm not recommending being on that site, but I'm just saying that that's how I use these apps. And a lot of other people have too. A lot of other people have used them to try to find, to genuinely try to find the one. Other people use it kind of like Facebook and Twitter and it's just something that they're just bored and they're doing it mindlessly. There's all walks of, we, people use these dating apps for a lot of different reasons. And it's never necessarily, it's not necessarily the obvious. Looking for love, looking for dating. Sometimes it's much more. And there's been, there's other cases where people have used these apps to run scams. Prostitution. It is, it's something. It's become the wild west. And there's about, a, there's an app for everything now. But that said, our guest has created something that is much, much different. And I got to tell you, from the surface level that I know about it so far, I'm really, really excited about this because I think it has an opportunity to dramatically change the way that online dating is done. And again, she may have a reason, and it's a specific niche that she's aiming for, but I'm seeing a much bigger, well-rounded purpose of this app. And we're going to get into that today. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest. 
Anna is a single mother of two children and resides in the suburb of Chicago, Illinois. Great city. She is a nine-year breast cancer nine-year breast cancer survivor. God bless her for that. Having struggled through adenometrius, endometrius, vaginus, vaginismus. I'm going to have her pronounce these because I can't say it. And the side effects of breast cancer treatment, intercourse became too painful and eventually impossible. Oh my gosh. Her marriage later came to an end and Anna wondered how she would date while having sexual limitations. She wondered how men date that have sexual dysfunction with such as erectile dysfunction. How do they date without the fear of rejection or embarrassment? Anna decided to take action and created a solution, a dating app called Entwine that takes sexual expectations out of a relationship. I gotta tell you, when I read that, not only am I inspired by her courage to keep fighting, but I'm also encouraged by somebody that saw a problem, noticed a problem, and instead of just saying, well, screw it, she set out to create a solution. So it is an absolute honor uh, for me to have Anna here, and we will bring her on right after this. so blessed to have you here before we get into the conversation what are you grateful for today and why i am grateful for my kids because they are i have two children and they are just amazing kids and very proud of them every day oh that's cool hold on a second i need to change something really quick mm -hmm. okay now 
I can, I've got the right mic here. Okay. Your children. So I want to ask you, um, because one of the things that I just read in your bio was pronounce the term vagin. Mm, Vag vaginismus. Vag no way in the world. Even if I could speak Chinese, could I say that word? Can you I tell know. everybody <laughs> what that is? So vaginismus, I refer to as my broken vagina because nobody really could say vaginismus. And it's where the the opening muscles of my vagina are involuntarily spasming because I've just been having pain the majority of my uh, adult life with intercourse. So um, my vagina decided to break and just said, yeah, that's, that's not happening anymore. Nothing's going in there anymore. And and uh, so when I went to the doctor, that's when they said that it's uh, I have vaginismus. And the way they described it, because I said, what, how does this happen? And they said, if somebody comes up to you and, and punches you in the stomach every time they see you, eventually when they come up to you, you're going to flinch and, and kind of tighten up to uh, the anticipation of the pain. So that's what my vagina was doing. Is, it was just saying, you know, no more. No more in internal penetration because it was just all that pain that I had for so many years since, since my teens. It was, uh, yeah. So it broke. <laughs> so vaginismus. I, just, I didn't realize you were going to say it. So I apologize for having such a random you don't word. There, but... You don't need to apologize at all so, uh, for that. I, I just, I barely speak English and it's my only language. So it's just <laughs> it's, like, it's a hard word to say. Yeah. Like, kind of embarrassed here. Um, and that just, it just reveals how, what, what grade I graduated from anyway. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming you had the kids before the diagnosis. Yes. Yes, I had endometriosis first, so that was where it, it can cause irregular periods, and then also one of the side effects for that is painful intercourse, and so that's why. So I, I had kids. Thankfully, I was lucky. I was able to have intercourse. It was just oh, it was always painful, and then eventually my libido kind of diminished. And uh, but I was luckily I was able to have two children, so I'm very blessed to have been able to do that. Okay. Any question I ask is never intended to be insensitive. It's oh, just no, curious. you can ask anything you want. So when you, like, because, you know, you think about when you, like, for sex, it's like you want two willing people, obviously. Mm -hmm. And here it is that you're you're a, a, a beautiful young woman. So mm -hmm. I would, I could, you know, like, guys would be like, hey, like, they, because guys are guys. Anyway, <laughs> I'm like dancing all over this instead of going to it because I'm afraid I'll say something completely inappropriate. But but when you have in the back of your mind, well, I really want this dude, uh, but my vagina is going to hurt like hell. Like, how do you it almost seems like I'm going to go have my hand chopped off, but just so I can be intimate. It, it, like, what the heck is that like? <laughs> so sorry about my cat. Uh, so when I. I, the, I was married for 20 years and I met my ex-husband in eighth grade. So I was with one person all my life. So he was patient for many, many years with it. And I was like, you know, even like inserting, not that you want to hear about tampons, but even inserting tampons were painful. And I thought it was normal. I'm like, oh, it's normal. So when I became sexually active with him and it was painful and the pain wouldn't go away, it was like, everybody told me, oh, first couple of times it's going to hurt, but after that it'll be fine, but it never was. So I would go to the gynecologist and I would say this, you know, I'm married now and I, and I can't, you know, it's, it's, it's just hurts and, and I have no libido and what do I do? And they're like, well, just have a glass of wine and relax. You'll be okay. 
And, and then I kept hearing that. So I went to another doctor, same thing, have a glass of wine and relax. So I'm like, so I just dealt with the pain and I just fought through it. I never said anything to my, my ex-husband because I was like, you know what? I have to do this. This is part of life. This is part of marriage you know, in order for a relationship to work. This is what you got to do. So I just kept, I, I've always experienced that, but I never had to meet somebody new to be like, oh gosh, what, how am I going to tell this person? So I never had to think about this dating app that I created, but yeah. until I started, you know, my marriage was coming to an end and then I was like, well, how the heck am I going to date now? And so, yeah. <laughs> so, so that, okay. That process makes sense because I, and I didn't mean to assume that or make it sound like, oh, you're out trying to sleep with everybody that walked. That was me. So I'm like my impression of that and sex and like, because that was a chem sex addict for most of my, you know, teens and adult life. And so like, I, you know, I didn't think about anything like that. And in fact, when I found out that I had HIV, I went up and shot up as much meth as I could and went back to doing all the crazy crap I was doing because I was trying to die. Because, but one of the things that was always in the back of my head and part of the reason why, and listen, there was a lot of reasons why I stayed in the toxic relationship I was in, but there was a big part of that that was like, well, she's loved me even though I had HIV and we're like, I don't want to go out and date again because I don't want, you know, me to have this conversation. Oh, by the way, hey, I know it's going great, but I have HIV and, you know, I mean, having that conversation, it, it's very uncomfortable. Like it, it is extremely uncomfortable to have. And especially with the lifestyle that I was living, because I wasn't seeking love necessarily. I was seeking sex. But to have that conversation every time is one thing. But then you have that, that, that you know, because people would look at you strange when you have something like that. And, and, and unfortunately, or now I'm glad on the, I'm on the other side of it that I can actually help break the stigma and talk about being undetectable and things like that. But that said, even though I'm blessed to be married to the love of my life, I still, it's like, I feel like, I have this scarlet letter that I carry with me always. But that said, there's no physical limitations there. You're talking about something that's brutally painful and can shut you down. And so at least I'm able to still have sex and do it pain-free. For you, I would imagine this mindset is, well, what am I going to do? Because guys are, I mean, you can say what you want about guys, but, you know, we like to be physical. You know, most of us are driven by sex until we learn, you know, how to be men and, you know, kind of flip that script a little bit where we can love and things like that. Mm -hmm. So you for you and now you're faced with this situation of like, OK, now I'm single. I'm ready to date again. Tell everybody and talk to everybody about what was going through your mind. Um, right. Like right after the divorce and you decided that you were going to look to date again. So. Actually, during my marriage, so I was married 20 years, I think I mentioned, uh, probably like four years before my divorce, uh, my my girlfriends would tell me that they were going on these dates and they were meeting these guys and they're young and they're in their 30s. And they end up telling my friends that they have uh, erectile dysfunction. And some of them have diabetes, some of them had uh, heart conditions, some of them had prostate cancer, some of them were on antidepressants that was causing it. And, and I was like, wow, that's that's gotta be like really hard. And I thought to, to, you know, to have the guy have to say that to the, 
to the women or men that they're dating. So I thought, well, so can you save the guy's number? Cause that's something, that's the kind of guy I want to be with. Right? Like that's too bad. There's not like a dating app for prostate cancer survivors. I remember saying that a while ago and I was like, if, and then I thought if I remember single, I'm going to, I think I'm just going to stay single because I don't want to have to have that conversation of, Hey, by the way, this is what's going to happen with, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to have sex. I, how, how am I going to be able to, to say that to them? So then I got, when I did get divorced, I, that's the same question came up again. And I thought, well, how do I get in contact with these guys that hate the ED? Because they they deserve to be loved too. And and why why have that awkward conversation? How are they going to want, they're probably wondering, like, when do I tell them? First date, second date, third date? You know, do I not tell them at all and just make up lies and just say that I'm under a lot of stress and, you know, whatever they usually say? So then I thought, well, something needs to be done. I didn't go through breast cancer and everything and painful intercourse and broken vagina, endometriosis, all that stuff to just to be alone. I deserve to be loved too. So I thought, well, why not create a dating app that I would be comfortable using? Because the regular traditional dating apps were very intimidating to me. So that's what I did. I used all my savings. I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. I was a, a, I'm a medical transcriptionist. I work at a doctor's office part-time right now just to kind of support myself for with the app because everything is funded on my own. And so, yeah, I used all my savings and, and just created the app. And then I unfortunately got taken advantage of with the app company that I used and I lost all my money, but I didn't give up. I almost did. Um, but I thought, nope, no one's taking my dream away. This is something that needs to be done. Cause I, the more research I did, the more I realized that there's people need my help. There's even, it doesn't even have to be cancer related. I have sexual dysfunction prior to having cancer. And then I started realizing the PTSD and even veterans. I, I talked to, um, I saw this veteran commenting on a erectile dysfunction group. And he said, I don't even know why I'm living anymore. No woman's going to want me. I have ED. And he was young. He's in his thirties. And he's, then people were commenting and saying that there it's very common for veterans to contemplate or even commit suicide because of sexual dysfunction. And that's horrible, you know? So I'm like, how do I reach all these veterans and, and anybody that's going through this thinking that they have no chance of, of being, being having, finding companionship. And I thought, you know, cause they, they said that with these men that have committed suicide probably about a month prior to uh, doing that, they were in the therapist's office talking about how they didn't want to live anymore because they were alone and, and thought they couldn't find anybody anymore. And that's why I say, I want to reach urologist. I want to reach mental health therapist. I want to use reach veterans. I, there's like so many different people I want to reach, but it's a little difficult because, you know, we, we got to end the stigma of it. Nobody wants to talk about it. I mean, I walk around and tell everybody my vagina's broken and they look at me like I'm, you know, crazy, but I'm trying to make, make it, you know, lighthearted, but, uh, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not funny. Of course, sexual dysfunction is not funny, but I no, want to, I want to, save save the world like you were saying you know just trying to make a big change and and uh, that's that's my goal is to have this available worldwide right now it's only available in the u.s but uh i'm already having people from different countries reach out to me saying that they want this app available in their country india australia canada uk and, and i hate to say that to them like it's not available yet and like please 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 make it available here and i'm like i want to make it available everywhere because I, I did some research and, and I found that there's 30, I believe 32 million men in the U.S. have erectile dysfunction. And then worldwide, it's expected to be 320 million men. So 
there's a problem and you know nobody wants to talk about it but i'm trying to get that out the word out for it yeah and i and i also want to support this too because i understand it from another level from the trauma side of things mm -hmm. where the only way i could perform sexually is if it was something more deviant and sinister in nature in nature um mm -hmm. because again i was a chem sex addict after being molested uh, sexually and physically abused and you know and then the trauma from you know if, if if for some reason i wasn't able to perform you know some of the things that could happen mm -hmm. and it, it was a real issue for me i mean it was i battled it for years in fact i thought something was wrong with me i mean it started in college where literally it had to be something so extreme in nature to titillate me and excite me because my the innocence of my sexuality and who I was was taken as a kid. Mm -hmm. And but then I stepped on the accelerator of of where my mind was. So I well, while my innocence was taken, I didn't do anything to help me get the innocence back or to purify my mind because I found comfort in sex and sexual situations. And then, of course, the chem sex combination, which was a whole other animal. Um, and it, so it made normal sex, not exciting. It just wasn't exciting. I had to, I found myself sneaking off to cheat where I could get excited because I needed some risk involved. So needless to say, um, I remember I, I, I this is a crazy story, but it's, it's freaking true. Um, and I can't believe I'm talking about all this stuff because for men, this is like, I mean, your manhood, your manhood, like. But yeah, I've kind of thrown all that crap out the window a while ago. But, so, but I remember dating this woman. She was 10 years older than me and she was gorgeous. Cla like she was classy. She was all the things that I loved and she was willing to be a freak. But I, which was what I liked and what I kind of needed. That said, I remember I had so much respect for her. And so much, like, and I wasn't in love, but so much love for her. Every time I was around her, I just felt safe and comfortable. And for me, at that time in my life, that never happened. Even with the other people that I had dated, like, I never had experienced that. So here it is, intimacy, love, all these things. And, where I'm, I, and then we go to have sex. I can't do it because I respect her too much. And I love her. And I'm like, and I, I love her as this, as this friend and this human being. And I can't, I can't perform. And I told her, I said, I, 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 I care, I care about you too much to have sex with you. Like I can't. And she was like, what? I go, I'm used to like debauchery and like orgies and threesomes and drugs and all this stuff. And like, I just respect you. And like, and I think you're beautiful. And I just, you know, like, I don't know what to do with you. And she said to me, treat me like a whore. <laughs> like, okay. And then I, I mean, it, it, I, then I was able to, but after that, it was just like, I can't, this is messing this. No, this is, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so needless to say, I ended the relationship. And so all of the relationships I sought out from there on out was okay. So, um, are you willing to basically do all of these things? And I won't go into it. It's in our, it's in my book, The Devil Inside Me, and it's all screwed up. But I had to find somebody that was willing to do drugs with me, have multiple partners, and all the stuff. 
for me to be happy and perform sexually. And that's screwed up. And so here it is now, when I took the time to heal, do the work, go through that process, I go into this relationship where I meet the one that God has for me. And I'm like, oh boy, here we are again. I love and respect her too much. I'm in love with her. What am I going to do? I'm scared to death. Hmm. So this healing journey for me has been long and painful. So I'm saying all of this to say, men, it happens and, and it sucks. And sometimes it's due to trauma. Sometimes it's due to all these things, but it, for some people, it can be fixed. Mm -hmm. But it, for those that it can't, even this app, even for those that it can have it fixed, this app sounds like something that would be safe. I remember looking at other apps, looking at dating apps, like what am I going to do? And I would see people with HIV apps or people right. with crabs apps and things like that, or not crabs, uh, herpes. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's a novel approach. I'm not putting my face on that website, but right. this is really, really cool. So anyway, I, I didn't mean to go so much into me about myself, but I just no, want to preface good. this that men, you're not alone. You're mm -hmm. not alone. Women, you aren't either, but I can't necessarily speak for you. And one of the, so let me ask you this. The majority of the men that are coming and they're in their app, they're kicking the tires about joining your site. What would you say the majority of the issue is or that you're hearing from them if you get any feedback at all about why they're looking at your app? So the majority, I have probably like, I would say 80% of the users that I have right now, I don't have a ton of users because it just launched the end of August, um, are women. I don't have that many men on there. And I don't know if it's because they haven't heard about it yet or if they're just scared about it or what it is yet. but. It's harder. It's, it's more difficult for me to reach the male population than the than women. And I did have a, a guy did reach out to me. Actually, a couple of, a couple of the users did. One of them said that he doesn't even have sexual dysfunction. What he wants is a woman that that's not all she wants is, is sex. And he's okay with not having sex anymore. It's just that he wants that emotional connection. That's what he's been craving. And he's not having luck in these regular ones. So he's like, well, you know, I'm going to try out yours. I'm like, that's awesome. Another guy messaged me and he said that he's tired of being a fraud to these women. And he said that what he has, what he meant, what he meant by that was that, that he's meeting these women and he's not waiting until a third or fourth date before he tells them, hey, I have something called Peroni's disease. And Peroni's disease, I may have said it wrong, I'm not a healthcare professional, but it's like the abnormal curvature of the penis. And it, I guess it, it's painful erections and it's, it makes, it makes uh, intercourse impossible. So he said he's been single for so many years because he's like, no one's going to ever, people are going to laugh at him and look at him like, what the heck's wrong with you? You know, so he was so scared to date. So now he finally has hope and, and that's what he's doing. And same with the women that I have women on there that a few of them happen to be my friends and they're like, I'm on it because the same reason I don't want, but all these guys want is sex all the time. I don't care about that. I'd rather be with a guy that generally would want an emotional connection than having to worry, you know, if he's going to cheat on me or, or whatever they would do. But and I, I thought that was surprising as well. And and some another woman reached out to me and said, I've been single for 15 years and I just don't want to have sex anymore. It's been painful for all my life. Same similar story. And and I just I'm just I'm tired of these guys embarrassing me and, and rejecting me. So I'm using your app and I'm finally gonna feel I'm so excited I'm gonna find love. I'm you know, so it's just like that's how I'm getting rich off of this app. It's like I love hearing that's what I want. That's my goal is to help people. Yeah. And so this, these guys, um, so on the app, they don't have to say what their 
the limitations are because it's possible they don't even have limitations. So when they go on the app, they can put down a little bio if they want, whatever information they want, but they don't have to disclose what their limitations are until if they want to, they can do that when they meet the person, when they're comfortable enough to do it. Some of them might, might have gone through sexual trauma. They don't want to talk about it, you know, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it, I, I do, I'm, I am against not talking about our trauma because I know that that's where the healing begins. That said, I'm not here to judge on that. The other time that I really feel that this would have been useful for me was when I was trying to be absent. I mean, I'm married now. I don't have to worry about that. But, you know, using a lot of the other apps, you can say I can put on Tinder or Match or eHarmony or all those things like, hey, I, I want to wait till I get married to go out for drinks. Next thing I know, I'm <laughs> like, it's yeah, so much for that. Right. And, and I can have all the good intentions in the world, but it seems like what your app has created is this boundary that says, all right, we're in this and there is no sex. This is about intimacy, companionship, friendship, and maybe one day falling in love. And that's how we're going to have this relationship. Like I can see that being useful, especially whether you're, you know, you're people of faith, because there's other it's not just Christian faith that believes in abstinence. There's a lot of people that, a lot of religions that believe that you should be abstinent until you're married. Mm -hmm. And, and so, I mean, that is something that I could see being a valuable tool for men who are trying to wait because it's hard to wait. It's very hard. It's one of the biggest challenges in the world. And I got to tell you, you know, even if it was painful, I don't know if my brain would have let me wait back then. Um, but an app like this, I can see being very, very valuable. What kind of um, criticism have you had for this app? I did talk to somebody that actually hosts a erectile dysfunction podcast, and I asked him if I could be on his show so I could talk about my app. And what he said was, well, you know what? I can't because your your app is a dead-end app. And I'm like, dead-end? What do you mean? Like, well, the guys that come to my show or listen to my show, they want to be cured. And you're just kind of saying like, hey, you know, just I don't want to be cured anymore and or I, I can't be cured. And because 99 percent of the time they can be. And I was like, well, maybe a guy doesn't want to do penile injections. Like, I can't imagine that being pleasurable. I mean, that's got to hurt. And then I heard their side effects with that. And then what about a guy that can't take Cardi or uh, Viagra or whatever medicine? I mean, maybe they can't do it or maybe they don't want to do penile implant surgery. And that's, you know, I can't imagine a surgery like that either. And I said, and what about me? I have vaginismus. My vaginismus is treatable, but I don't want to treat it. So you should have this option available for people that don't want to have surgery or don't, or maybe, maybe there is no cure for them. And so, but I didn't want to argue too much with him, but um, so that was one negative thing that I heard from a healthcare professional. But I also, since I haven't dated before, I, I start, I'm starting to go out and more and trying to meet more people. So if a guy does ask me out or ask for my number, I'll say like, well, let me, I tell him right away. I'm like, let me tell you about this dating app I created. And then so that's where I hear the negative comments or insensitive comments. And it confirms, it reminds me of, okay, this is why you're doing this app because I don't want anybody that's very sensitive to hear this, these kind of comments. So I would, I would tell the guy, this is my issue. And I understand if you don't want to go out, whatever. And then you know, look, you could tell them that they're kind of thinking and they're like, it's okay. You have other holes. It's fine. I was you know, actually going to ask about that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've heard probably about four or five times I heard that or, you know, what about anal? I'm like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I haven't even got on a date with you yet. You're going to ask me that, you know? So, um, another guy said, you have the perfect reason why a guy would not want to be with you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, and then I'll sit there and cry and stuff. Cause I'm like, I'm purposely saying this to them right away. Cause I want to hear that reaction. I want to know what I'm avoiding preventing from other people hearing this stuff. Even guys, they don't want to hear this stuff. You have you know? other holes. That's the most guy thing to say, actually little boy trapped in a man's body thing to say. Yeah, it was very I, sensitive. I mean, I, and I was curious about that, but by the way, I don't, I've never met anyone on record that walks around going, man, I can't wait. I'm craving anal sex today. I don't know anyone that, like, yeah, yeah, my, my whole for some fun today. I don't yeah. know anyone that does that. I, I just right, and for me, like I, I've always had this pain in my life. I don't want to think about that. Life. Like what? So, Holy yeah, shit. I had another guy told me, uh, uh, you have you have the perfect reason why. A, wait, what was it? Don't ever get married because you will never make a man happy if you can't have sex. So again, I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, you guys are such jerks. <laughs> Not all of them are. Some of them will say, like, be honest. I'll be like, you can't have sex. Not, I shouldn't say sex. I can't have intercourse because sex could be oral or whatever. Sure. Not that I, I don't like oral either, honestly. I don't know. I just announced it on the internet. Um, but <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it, yeah, with all the surgeries and everything, it's just, I just, I have nothing. Not, I don't want anything down there anymore. Just all the pain that I've always had in my life. But, um, so, or they'll say, like, guys will say, like, oh, you haven't been with me yet. Wait till you're with me. I'll cure you. You know, it's like stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> like, you, you have a magic wand? Okay. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I met you a long time ago. This would have solved all this problems. And, uh, and you know, a lot of people, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for men right now. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and, and I know I've said way worse stuff and I've sent inappropriate <laughs> pictures when I went to. I know I've done all these things, so I'm not sitting here on a high horse, gentlemen. But my God, we do some stupid stuff because of our penis. We do some really stupid stuff and say some even dumber stuff. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay. <laughs> let me, so let me ask you this. You know, and I'm serious about this question. Mm -hmm. If you met the guy, like, and you just, you're vibing in all the areas you, you, your visions align. He's like the perfect partner to, to help in and help build your, your app and help you go global and help you serve your purpose. Like he's the perfect partner, perfect friend, everything you can ask for, but his penis is not only functioning, it's wanting to be active. Would you be in a relationship with somebody where you had all the other stuff and let them sleep with someone else? No. I would not explain why. And I, and I don't, I, and I, I, I can see why mm -hmm. I'm just asking out of curiosity. Would you speak to why? Even if I think even if I did meet a guy like that and he, and I didn't say, yeah, go sleep with other people and just be with me for this part. Um, I wouldn't want to be with a guy that doesn't have sexual dysfunction. Cause I feel like they're always in the back of my mind, they're going to cheat. And when I see, when I hear about, you know, people having sex, I think that there has to be an emotional connection. And I feel like if I was with a guy and I was just like, yeah, just go have sex with somebody else, get it somewhere else. I would always be like, well, there's gotta be an emotional connection with that too. And I don't, it would just consider to me, it would be to me in my mind, it would be that they were, they were cheating on me. 
Well, and there would, I mean, even though guys don't really need the emotional connection, I, I can understand it. And I want to preface what I just said with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've already said I was a man whore. I was like literally and figuratively and all the other ways. But I will tell you this, I, what I have with my wife now, if I knew what I knew now about love and sex or really even intimacy and take sex out of it, I, I could look back at that and go, wow, I wish I could, I wish I would have waited. I, you know, I, I can see not only how powerful sex is, but also how damaging it can be and also see the greater purpose. I love intercourse with my wife. I, 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 I'm so blessed and it's actually been quite healing for me with my relationship with sex. But the other part of it too, that I love so much is that our relationship, the sex part is like one piece of it, but we have all of the other pieces that are necessary to go on and have a great relationship, even if sex wasn't there. And like that to me now, and maybe it's my age, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I know that my 36 year old self would not have said that my 38 year old self, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's maturity, maybe it's age, I don't know. But I know now that if I could have waited for my partner, I, how, I, I just can't help but think of how different my life would be. And I have no regrets. It's just that there is more to life than sex. And I wish I would have understood that, um, you know, when I was younger. Yeah. It's what, um, go, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, say it's, it's, that's definitely true. What, um, what challenges other than like, okay, so you're talking about going international. What would it take for you to go international and help the people that have been reaching out to you? I think the, the biggest struggle because because I am doing this, I'm self-funding this, that's the biggest struggle for me. I just want to, just for funds, because like the, right now the app is pretty basic, so I want to just focus on growing it in the U.S. first. But um, I mean, if I could just throw some commercials up there, you know, on the Super Bowl commercial, you know, stuff like that, mm-hmm. I mean, that would be like amazing, you know, because it's just because people don't want to spread the word. Not everybody mm-hmm. does, but uh, that's that's the biggest struggle is is just trying to to talk about just just a exposure. I Aren't think. you allowed to do keywords when you build the app to make it more discoverable? I like the SEO or whatever search yeah. engine. I, I think so. Yeah. And it's just that it's still not popping up the first, like I, every once in a while I type in there, I'm like, how to date with ED. So like you have to, you have to kind of scroll a few, few, few down to see my information. But um, sometimes it's, I'm not too familiar with SEO, but, or how to have the, the app show up because the other thing too, is because like you said, there's a lot of scam apps out there, dating apps yeah. out there. So my goal was to have it available, my app available in the Apple store or iOS, Android, and the web. And when I brought my code to the second app developer, he's like, you, Apple's no longer accepting dating apps because there's so many scams out there. Yeah. So I'm like, well, now what? So it's like, well, we'll launch it into Android and then we're going to make your, your Apple users, they're going to use this as a PWA, which is a progressive web app. Mm-hmm. So they would go to my website, down, hit download for free now, and then it would bring up the web and then you can save it to your, your uh, home screen as an icon. So 
so what with Apple, it's not definitely not a dead end. I, I am going, I just submitted uh, information to them just to say like, look, this is a legit app. I've been on this many podcasts. I, I've been in these publications. So this is to help people. It's not a scam. And then I'm hoping hope soon that I'll be able to go in the, in the app store. So I know coding. Mm -hmm. And if you are interested, I may be able to help you um, expose your app to more people. Okay. Um, be great. I'd be happy to do that. I mean, that's kind of, it's part of what we do as a media organization. Mm -hmm. And um, if I can help, I will. I'm, I'm not a, a, a hacker coder, although I know a little bit, um, but I do know the, some of the necessary things okay. and uh, ways to be able to help spread and get your stuff to the, at least the first page. Mm -hmm. And because um, I, listen, again, I know that feeling. I mean, as a man, I can only speak from a man's perspective. But it's 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 one thing because men are intimidated, or they some I mean some not all, but you know you talk about size and you talk about being impotent, you talk about being able to perform or having an STD, like all these things are way more common than people admit. In fact, more people have HIV than they're willing to admit. Mm -hmm. They don't go around talking about it. More people have um, syphilis and other things that they're carrying with them, and they don't tell people. And which that in itself is wrong. And, mm -hmm. I, and again, I'm not judging but at all, but it's not right. It's not right. But this, this, this struggle that men have, they are afraid to talk about because men are uncomfortable talking about being abused, much less not being able to perform. Like that is a legitimate thing that strikes fear in men. Well, mm -hmm. now, because of the sterilization uh, method, some of the things that are put into the foods that we eat, that's contributing to it. Then you have, you know, we're having more cardiovascular issues than ever before. We have um, as a whole, like our, our weight, you know, men are gaining more weight. They're not as fit as they used to be. That factors in more men are diabetic than ever before. That factors into it. But also, um, just the simple fact that, oh, the other part is adrenal fatigue, because now we are so accustomed to, and this is something you may or may not know, but with, uh, with caffeine and stimulants, it affects your adrenal glands. Well, your adrenal glands affect your ability to perform too. So some men think they have low testosterone. It's not low testosterone, it's your adrenal fatigue. And you can simply, how many cups of coffee are you having a day? How many energy drinks are you drinking? How much pre-workout are you taking? How much, how many stimulants are just to get through the day are you taking? Like that's a good indication of, hey, maybe I've got a problem here. Those things can factor into it. But nonetheless, if you don't know that, you're walking around feeling bad about yourself. And here's the thing. I think you're nuts. A man's nuts or I'm sorry, pardon the term, but his penis, a man's penis is tied to his ego. And when an, and a man's ego is bruised, he tends to act like a jerk. So these issues are worth investigating and getting help for. But mm -hmm. that said, men, sex is not everything. And, and if you're, you do have these issues, consider her app. Because there's a lot of amazing women out there that have just been turned off by sex. I mean, even millennials now. Like the millennial inter like interviews and polls that I've seen about millennials, their interest in sex has dramatically changed. It's, it's, it's where, in other words, it's going away. So like you have a market with millennials and you may not even really be aware of it. So any way that I can help you get exposure, I, I would love to do that other than this broadcast, of course. 
because I do think that this is important. And especially for men out there that are looking to be abstinent, they don't want to be pressured into, and yeah, some women do want to have sex because some women perceive love through the act of sex. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not reality either. So I, I, I encourage you to check out the data. Can you say how many members you have? There's, I don't want to say only, but I have about 90. Okay. Yeah. And it was in the U.S., of course, and it's kind of like spread everywhere in the U.S. So there's not like, I was hoping to get like a bunch in, in Illinois or a bunch in Florida or whatever. But again, it's just, this was recently launched and I'm just trying as much as I can because I don't want the app to fail, of course. And it is a free app, you know, so it's like this is just a proof to that, you know, that I'm not doing this for for money. I'm, I want to help people. That's my main goal. But I don't want people to sign up and be like, oh, there's only one user in the area. Forget I'm deleting this app. Just be patient, please. You know, just if you do sign up, that's great. And and I also, when you were mentioning about the uh, the medical conditions or the, the people that do have ED, sometimes if you do have ED and it's sudden, don't be afraid to go to the doctor because it could be something with your blood pressure. You know, it could be like a warning, underlying condition where it's like, oh, by the way, this is, you know, you have blockage right here. So we need to get, you know, whatever it is. And and same with like breast cancer. It's like, okay, I had the lump. It's like, if I would have just said, you know, oh, you know what? It's probably nothing. I'll just ignore it. I wouldn't be here anymore. And I was 36 when I found that lump, you know? So thankfully, I and I had three tumors on my left breast and I, I felt healthy and felt great. And, and I'm like, I have cancer? I'm like, I was like, just surprised. I felt healthy during cancer. But then after, with all the side effects from chemo, it's like when I feel like I aged like 20 years without even exaggerating. And so that's what I want to do too, is increase awareness. And for these guys that, you know, like I said, if they're, if you have symptoms, get it checked out. That doesn't mean that you have to use this app. You know, it might mean that you have some, a simple solution and treatment for it that doesn't involve surgery. And for the, for the, I know you mentioned the abstinent for people that are being staying abstinent. That's the thing I'm not sure about is that if they do sign up for my app and they're like, oh, I just don't want to have sex for, you know, until I'm married. But what happens when they want to get married to the person that can't have sex? Is that going to be okay with them? That's the thing I was wondering too, you know? Well, that's a discussion that people get to have. And here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Some people, like you said, are on the app that they just have decided they don't want sex anymore. But I serve a loving and healing, miraculous God. And I know that he heals and sometimes can change because I know a lot of things that I said no to that I was never going to do anymore. Or, hey, I'm done mm-hmm. with that. When God healed me, it changed things for me. So, but people do change their mind and, and I, but I understand what you're it's saying. True. And here's, here's another fact that is probably uncomfortable and I don't want to get too um, off in the woods here with this statement, but a lot of people are about to find out that they have a medical condition that they had no idea that they had. And a lot of people are about to find out they have a medical condition. Um, and they're going to be like, uh, well, how is that even possible? Well, that medical condition is going to keep a lot of people from sleeping with each other. So your timing, just hold the line. And I'm not making a Q reference there. Um, but like, seriously, I be patient, because I do think that this app, the timing of this, um, could not be more perfect. And you might want to consider charging for it um, at least 99 cents, because I do really believe that this app is going to take off. Um, and it might surprise you because it's, I mean, I paid, I, I'm very, very in tune with 
lot of the things that are going on in the underworld and just some of the other things that are happening. And um, I can just, I, I just feel in my spirit that you're going to have, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of people coming to check and, out. For your and day. I, I actually, I'm not a very confident person, but I really, I, I know this is an excellent uh, dating app and I know it's going to get busy and popular. I know I need to be patient, but you know, it's just, and, and the, the charging thing, I know I don't, I'm not charging right now because I don't want someone to sign up and be like, what the heck? I paid 12 bucks and it's sure, like, sure. there's nobody in the area and they delete it. And then they talk bad about me. And, and uh, so, so I'll have like premium features available where, you know, if they want to see who looked at them today or who liked them today, or if you want to go back and like somebody else that you thought you didn't like. And so I'm trying to, you know, I'm not really positive how I'm going to do it yet, but uh, but of course, you know, I have to be able to support the app because I have to do the maintenance and everything. So, sure. yeah. What about, so one of the features that Bumble has, like I said, I kind of know these apps pretty well. Um, and I've been involved with making some too. So I, I'm, I'm cool. pretty familiar with the mechanic side of it. Not necessarily, well, one of them was a dating app. Um, but one of the things that Bumble has that I think is interesting and I like it is they have a, a segment where you can do for just networking and one literally just for friendships. And here's the thing. It's an odd thing to bond around, but it's, or not, not I shouldn't say odd. It's just not, not what you would expect to bond around. But it is also kind of, it would be nice, like you, you have people that are like-minded that have similar experiences and you just have for your people that you get somebody in Illinois and California, well, there's no reason why they shouldn't communicate just because they're not right there, you know? And right. that, so that, that opens the door for more people alone. I'm not telling you what to do with your app. No, it's, I, I agree. For them, going out some ideas here. And if they match, then they can, you know, if they don't want to, have an intimate relationship then yeah they would be able to talk about their similar struggles with with dating with limitations it's it's something and look the worst feeling in the world that i know that i'm aware of other than failing i'm not a big bit i don't like that at all i mean it drives me and fuels me but i don't like that feeling but it's feeling alone mm -hmm. and and a lot of people feel like they are the only ones and that's an awful feeling and, um, and especially, I mean, I, I had that with several areas of my life, the, the amount of times I've been in jail, having HIV, <laughs> the chem sex addiction, like all of these weird and odd things that in my own life that I felt like I was the only one. Well, I wasn't and I'm not. And uh, and I think there's, that's one of the other important things of your app is, you know, it will help break the stigma. Um, mm -hmm that so many of these other underlying issues or issues that we've never even heard of that they carry with them. So I, right. I think it's important and I love what you're doing. The fact that the, the simple fact alone that you were faced with a problem and you, instead of saying, well, screw this, you decided that you were gonna create a solution for it. I admire that Thank you. and I'm rooting for you 100% from that alone. Thank you. So tell everybody how they can find your app, how they can support you, how they can find you. And I'm sure there's someone watching this program right now that thinks you're very attractive and uh, would like to talk to you and they don't even care that sex is not an option for you. Tell everybody how they can find you. Look at you, matchmaker. <laughs> I was a matchmaker, actually. Were you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. So if they go to my website at entwinedating.com, that's E-N-T-W-I-N-E dating.com, they can download the app from there, or they can also go to the the Google Play Store to find Entwine Dating and follow us on social media as well, and Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at, face, at uh, Entwine Dating. Well, I am rooting for you, Anna. Um, and like Thank I was you. saying before, anything I can do to help you on the coding side of things and helping spread the message, I I will. I think it's important. And I think, again, I not, not to be, not so much conspiracy or any of that stuff. I just, some of the things that we're going to be coming into, I think that this app is gonna serve a really, really big need, not just in the United States, but around the world. So. Mm-hmm. God bless you for Thank your you. faith. God bless you for your courage to step out and and, and offer a solution that's needed. And um, God bless you for your heart and just the perseverance to get, overcome cancer um, and everything else that you've gone through to get to this point. Uh, I'm always inspired when, when people take their hardships and turn it into the fuel for their purpose. So God bless you. Thank you very much. All right. We'll see you soon. Take okay. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. That was important. So you guys check out the app. Of course, you can go to livemonoworldwide.org and find this broadcast there. Also, you'll be able to find links to follow her, to hit her up if you'd like to go, hey, you want to go have coffee? Chicago's a cool city. Maybe it's worth flying to for some of you. Anyway, uh, it's driving distance for me, but I'm married. So anyway, um, God bless you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this out. And um, look, this is not an easy subject to tackle. And, uh, you know, and a lot of people are very, very uncomfortable with these things, but make it just understand. And I hope that this, this, this conversation proves that you're not alone. You're not alone. There's some of you that are asexual, and I understand that too, because one of my alters with DID was asexual. I understand that. And uh, so there's some people that are like that. There's some people that there's a lot of different reasons why this would be a valuable tool for you. Um, and, and it could be a, a really big blessing for you. But again, just understanding that you're not alone is important. And um, so we appreciate you. We appreciate her coming on the broadcast. And you guys check her out. Thank you so much for your support. God bless you. And we will see you next time. Next time. I'm going to keep saying next time until I get to this. Uh-huh.